Good morning, Fellowship family. Merry Christmas. Let's stand together and worship our Savior, our Messiah, Jesus Christ. Good morning, fellowship. Merry Christmas. You guys can be seated. We're so glad you guys are here today. This happens once every seven or eight years where we get to have Christmas morning service on the day that our Messiah, our Savior, came. So we're so glad you're here. Um, we have a few announcements for you before we get started. I'm Jason McMahon. This is my son, Noah. Noah, you want to tell him Merry Christmas in French? Joyeux Noël. 
Very good. Okay. This started the new year. It's going to be here quick, right? Because nothing ends like Christmas. When it's over, it's over, right? And so for 2023, we have some things coming up in the care center um, that if you are looking for divorce care or grief share, those will be a good opportunity for you. And you can see all these on the screen above me. Then the training center has a whole bunch of classes coming up that'll be fun for you to sign up for. You can grow in the 2023, right? What a great New Year's resolution to make. I spiritually want to grow this year. And then you've got community. We'll have merge, re-engage, women's and men's Bible studies that you can join. And those are really fun um, to participate in and to uh, make new friends in the new year. And so those are always great, right? But before we do that, we want to get you guys interacting a little bit. And we have a game to play, okay? And it's a little bit of world Right there, so God cares about the world. You know that. I'm always up here telling you that, right? So we've got a little world trivia game, Christmas trivia. So I want you to share with your neighbors first, and then we'll let someone yell out the answers if you know it, okay? And so it'll be a little bit fun, a little bit interactive here as we go. All right, question number one. Let's see what you got, okay? You've got your word bank. Did I tell you guys that I used to be a history teacher? So look at that. You got a word bank. So whoo, you can exhale, right? You don't, it's not fill in the blank, no multiple choice action. All right, number one, a glass pickle ornament is hidden in a Christmas tree, and the person who discovers it receives a bonus gift and lots of good fortune for the upcoming year. Which country do you think that is? That's good. Which one? Okay, all right, Germany and Mexico, good guess. Let's, we're going to wait and see who gets five for five here, Okay. Question number two, in this country, the Christmas meal consists of 12 courses, each of which is dedicated to one of Jesus' disciples. Talk amongst yourself. Come up with your answer. Is it Germany? Is it Mexico? But we know it's not because they've already told us over here. It's probably that. Japan, Netherlands, Ukraine. Which one is it? Okay, question number three. Kids of this country place their shoes next to the fireplace, kind of like stockings, on Christmas Eve so that Santa can fill them with tiny little gifts. The Netherlands, right? The wooden shoes kind of give that one away, it feels like. All right, number four, let's keep it going here. This country enjoys celebrating Christmas with buckets of Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's got to be like France or some like real uppity, you know, like, Delicatessen country, right? You know that. Okay, number five. This country's tradition takes a page out of Halloween's book, and instead of carving pumpkins, they carve a nativity scene of radishes. Those are big radishes, right? Okay, let's see the answers here. Question number one. Germany. You got it. You knew it. And your parents didn't even want you to yell it out. Huh? That's right. All right, question number two. Ukraine. Anybody have that one? Ukraine? All right, question number three. These are the people that you all knew, the Dutch, right, with their wooden shoes sitting there. All right, number four, the much-anticipated Kentucky Fried Chicken. Who's eating that? Japan. That was a hard one, right? You have to travel the world to know that one. They love Kentucky Fried Chicken in Japan. Anybody having that today? Kentucky Fried Chicken? All right, I hope not. All right, number five. 
this tradition, right, is where they carve the nativity scenes out of radishes in Mexico. I think that's the hardest one right there. So fellowship, just also as we celebrate today, we're just reminded that this, this, this news of the Messiah is global for us. And so Noah's going to read us a verse that we read last week from Luke 2, verse 8 through 11. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. But they were terrified. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. God, we thank you for our Savior. We thank you for our Messiah. We thank you that you did it yourself in person. We pray today that you accept all of this as an offering and a blessing to you as we worship you in celebration. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, let's stand together.
hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Luke 2, 13 through 14. have heard on high. Sing it with me.
pray with me? Just in your heart, even if you want to hold out your hands and say, Lord Jesus, we received, we received this gift that you've given us that we can celebrate together this morning. Lord, it's Christmas, and it's a day that we anticipate for a long time throughout the year. May our souls learn how to rejoice and magnify your name for all that you've done for us because you've done wonderful and good things for us. Lord, we, we present our offering of praise to you today. Amen. You guys can have a seat.
Would you pray with me? And I want you to imagine yourself at the manger scene. Be still and behold him. Bowing a knee to worship the king who came to save your soul. Jesus, that's exactly what we want to do today is be still and behold your glory. Lord, we pray that this Christmas morning you would fill us with your hope and your peace and your love and your joy. Oh, Lord, we love you and we thank you for being the greatest gift we could ever receive. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Merry Christmas, fellowship. Hey, today we have a blessing to gather as a body on Christmas morning, and we're actually joining with uh, Christians around the world who are celebrating the birth of Jesus. In fact, you're participating in the largest birthday party on the planet. Today we celebrate a birth that is so important, that is so meaningful, that it has actually become a global holiday. People from around the globe today pause and recognize the importance of the birth of Jesus, the child born in Bethlehem, the savior of the world, and it is one huge party. So I think it would be appropriate, and we don't get to do this very often, to sing happy birthday to Jesus, don't you? I don't sing very well, but follow along with me. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. You know, normally on a birthday we blow out the candle. But today we light the candle for the light of the world. Isn't that awesome? So you're a part of the greatest birthday party in the history of the world, and no one has more significant birthday than Jesus. This is a big deal. Think about it. Who has a bigger birthday party than Christ? Does Elon Musk? I mean, with all of his money, does he have a bigger birthday party than Jesus? What about Patrick Mahomes or Steph Curry? What about President Biden or Taylor Swift? She would sell tickets to her birthday. No, no. When when it comes to birthdays, there's one who stands above the rest. Jesus is in a category all on his own. Well, well, why is that? Well, it's a different kind of birth. You see, on that night in Bethlehem, God became flesh. Deity clothed itself in humanity. The creator of the universe came to dwell in his creation. Jesus, being in very nature, God made himself nothing and became one of us. Eternal, yet born of a woman. Almighty, yet needing to be cradled in his mother's arms. The infinite became an infant. The the theological term for this is incarnation. The devotional term is a name, Emmanuel. God with us. I love Christmas. I love the, the theology of it. I love the narrative. I love the music. I love the spirit of it. But you know what one of my favorite traditions is at Christmas? The presents. Do you, do you like the presents? 
This is one of the biggest presents I've ever seen in my whole life. Wouldn't it be awesome if Mickey came out of this present? I asked. He said no. Hey, really quickly, interact with those around you that you came with today. What is the greatest gift that you either received today or gave today? Did you guys get up early and open presents? Do it last night? Yeah, share with your neighbor. What's the best gift that you either gave or received today? Share with your neighbor. What is the greatest gift you gave or received today? Now, some of you may have done gifts last night. Some of you may be doing gifts this afternoon. I love this idea of gift giving. You know, why do we give gifts on Christmas? Have you ever thought about that? It's really odd that in celebration of someone else's birthday that we get gifts. Well, it was the Magi who actually started this tradition in the biblical account. Uh, the Magi are the ones that brought gifts to young Jesus sometime after his birth, perhaps even two years after his birth. And today, in following their lead, many give gifts to one another to express a full and grateful heart for all that the Lord has done for us in sending us his son. Matthew 2.11 says this, on coming to the house, note they're at a house, not at the stable. They, meaning the Magi, saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The Magi were the first gift givers of Christmas to worship Jesus, they offered him valuable gifts of gold, incense, and myrrh. They came from afar to adore him. To honor the newborn king, they spared no expense. To express the hope and the joy to the one sent from heaven, they gave generously. So, in following the lead of the Magi, many of us give gifts to loved ones, or to friends, or to churches, or to charities in honor of the celebration of his birth. In fact, at fellowship, that's why we do the gift. It's an opportunity for us to give a special offering to Christ in this season. But here's the most powerful thing about Jesus at Christmas. He himself is actually the gift. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15 says this, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. On the birthday of Christ, we are actually the recipients of an indescribable gift. Consider that gift we've received in the person of Jesus. Think of his incarnation, his life, his words, his works, his miracles, his death on the cross, his resurrection from the dead, his ascension to heaven, his promised return. What a gift he is to you and to me. There's so much to consider when it comes to the gift that we've been given in Jesus. His meaning is indescribable. 
His worth is incomprehensible. No author could fully capture it in words. No artist can completely paint it on a canvas. No musician can articulate it in verse or chorus. And no preacher, however hard we may try, can perfectly articulate the power and the glory of what really happened in Bethlehem. What a gift we have in Jesus. His character is of immeasurable value. His presence of limitless worth, his works on our behalf could never be repaid. How could we ever repay the Lord for what he did for us on that hillside outside of Jerusalem? So why is there a global celebration today? Why do we sing? Why do we give? Why do we pause and reflect It's because Jesus is the greatest gift that we could ever receive. No one, no thing can ever compare to what we've received in Jesus. Amen? He is priceless. He is invaluable. He's incalculable. He is to be treasured and cherished. He is deserving of our worship and our adoration. He's worthy of our allegiance and our obedience. What a gift we have in the Savior. The New Testament speaks of the gift we have in Jesus, his death on the cross, paying our debt. In Ephesians chapter 2, it describes our salvation as a gift. It says this, for it is by grace you've been saved through faith. And this is not of yourselves. Our salvation is not something that we can pay for. It is a what? A gift. By grace. Through faith in Christ, we are saved from our sin. What more could we ask for? To know that through the cross of Jesus, we can find forgiveness, a second chance at life, that we can find the hope of heaven for all eternity. What a gift we have in Jesus. Romans 6, 23 also speaks of the gift of our salvation in Christ. It says, for the wages of sin is death, but the what? The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus Our Lord, this is the gift of God in Christ. When we deserve death, we were offered eternal life. He lived the life we should have lived. He died the death we should have died. He took on our sin and our shame and he gave us his righteousness. He is the greatest gift we have ever received. You know, every person on the planet asks two questions at some point in their life. The first question is, Why am I here? And the second question is, where am I going when I die? One question speaks to purpose, the other to destiny. One question asks about the meaning or the mission of life, and the other question asks about eternity or the afterlife. And on that holy night in Bethlehem, the answer to both questions arrived on this earth. Announced by angels, received by shepherds, and offered to all who would believe. And this gift in Jesus has been offered to you and to me. Have you received him? Have you received the greatest gift ever given? The babe in the manger who would become the man on the cross. Let's think about gifts really quickly. There are three things you need to consider about a gift. The first is this, it's free to you. 
How many of you, when you opened your gift last night or this morning, did your uh, gift giver ask you to Venmo them for the amount? I mean, I do that. It's one of my best dad jokes. But they didn't ask you to pay them back. They didn't give you an IOU. That's the nature of a gift, is it is a free offering to you who receive it. But it does cost something, doesn't it? You see, gifts aren't free. When I went over to the mall to purchase gifts and I tried to walk out of the store without paying, I got arrested. It's a joke. I didn't. No, we would never think that gifts are free. They cost the giver the price of the gift. And that's true of the gift of Jesus. What did it cost the Lord to purchase your forgiveness. It cost him everything. The third thing that is true about a gift is that it must be received. It would do no good to leave those gifts under the tree and never open them, would it? And so the the gift cycle is not complete until the, the gift is received. It reminds me of John chapter one, verse 12. It speaks of receiving. It says, yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, who placed their trust in him, who placed their faith in him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. Have you received the gift? Have you personally come to a point in your life where you've asked Christ to be your savior, where you've asked the babe in the manger who became the man on the cross to be your savior? Have you turned from your sin and yourself? We call that repentance and place your faith in the one sent from heaven to save your soul. Luke chapter two, verse 11. When the angel made the announcement, he said, today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. The greatest gift ever given to any of us is the Savior, Jesus. He's the greatest gift you could ever receive. Would you pray with me? And I want you to go back to where we started. I want you to go back to the manger and picture yourself before Christ. I want you to imagine yourself bowing a knee before the King of kings and the Lord of lords, deity clothed in humanity. I want you to imagine yourself adoring and worshiping him. Have you received him? If the answer is yes, then spend this time in prayer pouring out your heart of gratefulness. And if you sit here today on Christmas morning and you've never asked Christ to be your savior, to forgive you of your sin, to give you a home in heaven, then why not right now? You can pray this prayer to him in the quiet of your heart. Lord Jesus, forgive me for going my own way, for breaking your rules. Would you forgive me of my sin? And Lord, would you come into my heart and give me eternity in heaven? Amen. Well, what a beautiful opportunity we have to celebrate the hope of Christ 
on Christmas. Would you stand with us as we sing? Christ is
Okay, everybody, take a deep breath. Let's just keep Christmas simple. God gave us the greatest gift we could ever receive. So no matter what's going on in your life at the end of this month, for some of you, it's chaos. Uh, For some of you, it's pain and conflict. For others, it's joy or contentment. But whatever's going on, keep it simple. God gave us a gift in his son. And in that gift, we found life. Amen. Hey, where's my musicians? Where's Colin and Elise? Where's JP? They come on. Hey, didn't these guys do a great job today? Hey, if you need prayer today on this Christmas morning, the Campbells are with us in the prayer room. They'd love to pray with you. Hey, if you ask Christ to come into your life, we'd love to know about that. Come down and tell me or come tell them. Let's sing joy to the world as we head out. Join us. Go to the 
Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, Fellowship family. Y'all be safe as you go.